This is a Mainstam Musings original podcast. Enjoy! Hello and a final welcome to the Fun Dissection podcast. We bring Series 1 to a close with Caroline Clark's all-time Manchester City 11. I really enjoyed listening to my mum pick out her favourite players and was pleasantly surprised by the final team. I do hope the podcast has been a happy distraction over the last six weeks and you've enjoyed listening to each of our brilliant guests. So for the final time, please enjoy. Speaking of players that feel like they represent the area, let's get on to your all-time 11. <laughs> get stuck into those representatives, shall we? Let's start with just the shape of the team, the formation. Is it a 4-4-2? That's what I predict. <laughs> I've got a team. It's a fluid formation. Okay, that's fine. Let's move on to your team then. We'll, we'll, we'll start from the back. We'll start with your goalkeeper. Who have you chosen? I've chosen, and he is the longest serving of my little 11. I've chosen Joe Corrigan, who actually did 16 seasons for City. And he was who my dad fondly called Big Daft Joe. He made 603 appearances for City. And he was a fabulous goalkeeper. And I think, although he did play for England and he got nine caps, he was a little bit overshadowed by the quality of goalkeepers that were at the time. It was Ray Clemens, Peter Shilton, Gordon Banks. He started in 1967. City Player of the Year in 76, 78 and 90. Part of City's golden era. Won the First Division. Won the FA Cup won the European Cup Winners' Cup, won the League Cup, part of that incredibly successful City team. All right, then let's, let's move slightly forwards. Who have you picked as your defenders? So I picked Paul Power. Paul Power was a Manchester lad from Openshaw, played from 1975 to 1986 for City. He made 444 appearances, played the year a number of times. Paul had an amazing set of eyebrows, which if you have a look at any picture of Paul Power, will hit you straight away. He led City out at Wembley three times, but as City do, they didn't win any of those times. He was the captain, and why I've chosen Paul is because in that era of football, there were some real hard men on the pitch who needed a lot of controlling, really. And Paul Power, he was an interesting player because he was considered to be a bit of an intellectual. He had a, he had a law degree. He was quite a gentle soul. Also, and I know this has happened with other players, but I remember it and it touched my heart. When he moved over to Everton, and when Everton played City at Main Road in 1986, he scored and refused to celebrate. Heroes. That's, yeah, Paul Power, once captain, fantastic eyebrow merchant and obviously a city hero and a gentleman, a scholar and would fit in at left back in this team, but we'll see how many how many of the left backs you might have picked. 40 minute left back, yeah, that's where I've got him. Nice. Right, let's move on to the next of your defenders. I'll do Pablo. Pablo Zabaleta for our opinion. 2008 to 2017. This is my right-back defender. 333 appearances and uh, 10 goals over nine seasons. Incredibly important one, of course, against QPR on the final day in 2012. Resident hard man at City. Managed to speak with a Mancunian accent somehow. I love it when they do that. And he's interesting as well because Pablo joined City the day before the club was bought by Sheikh Mansour. And we can sort of forgive him that in the FA Cup final, which we lost against Wigan, he was sent off. Um, but we won't say too much about that. He was given a lifetime season ticket when he left. 
and a shirt that said Zabaleta 333 on it. And also, James, take note, he has a tattoo of his mother on his chest. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, as much as I do idolise Pablo Zabaleta. And your mother. Yeah, I think Pablo Zabaleta is a brilliant choice. I mean, not only, as you say, he joined us in the pre-Mansour era, but also turned down an offer from Juventus to sign for City. So, honestly, I could not have more respect for that man, no matter how many times he's been foolishly sent off in the past. Um, <laughs> let's move on then. Next defender. All right, this is a little bit sad. And this is the only player in my selection who's no longer with us. So this is Mike Doyle, centre-half, 1965 to 1978. So a good long stint at the club. 570 appearances, 41 goals, five England caps. And more importantly, a little bit of what I was talking about before, voted City's hardest player in the City magazine. Again, another City hero, another player, part of that brilliant golden era, and his grandson's Tommy Doyle, now in the City youth ranks. Tommy Doyle's on the books now. I think that's lovely. I just think it's so tragic. He actually died of liver failure, alcohol addiction, and is a sad reminder of sometimes what happens when fame falls away for players. Yeah, he's, again, another local lad. He was from Ashton Underline. Again, shall we move on to our next defender? Vincent, my man. Vincent Company. You knew he'd be in there, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> 2019, of course. And a little Belgian favourite. 360 appearances. He was made captain in 2011. And, of course, he was there when we won the first title for 44 years. And on that day, on that match, Joey Barton attempted to headbutt him. It wouldn't surprise me to hear that Joey Barton's probably not making your all-time 11, is he? <laughs> yeah. No, he's, not, he's definitely not making it. Company, again, one of those big game player, you know, scored final day of the season against West Ham, scored against United in that title running in 2012, scored in the League Cup final against Arsenal, scored that incredible goal against Leicester. Yes, Vinny Dutch. And he's very interested in politics. I mean, he's got a social conscience. He's done lots of work. He bought a football club in Belgium to support youth work there. He's an ambassador for SOS Children. And of course, on his testimonial game, he donated all the money to Tackle for Manchester, which was something he'd set up with the mayor in Manchester, Andy Burnham, to support a campaign called Bed Every Night for Homeless People in Manchester. And uh, our loss is Belgium's gain, although I don't think he's done well managing the club since he went. Not too well. I think his dad was a mayor, actually. His dad was a mayor, yes. He's Congolese descent and his father was the first mayor of colour to be appointed. Is that all your defenders? Those are all my defenders, yes. Right, well, that's a lovely flat back for that, Mum. So we'll move on to your midfield. Would you like to start with your central midfielders? I'm going to do this little obscure one as well, because when I was younger, I had a bit of a crush on this player. So that's why he's in. And this is Asa Hartford, real name Richard. Asa Hartford played for City twice. He was a Scottish gentleman. He's also managed Stockport and Shrewsbury Town, following on from that. So he was with City between 74 and 79 then went away and came back between 1981 and 84. He made 321 appearances and scored 36 goals. And one of the interesting things, I don't know if you know anything at all about Acer, he was supposed to be going to Leeds, but they found out he had a heart condition, he had a hole in the heart. So Leeds decided they didn't want him. So he moved to City instead. And he was also assistant manager at City for a bit between 1996 and 2005. 
Yeah, I think that's how my generation of City fans will know him as part of the coaching staff at City. Also part of the uh, the League Cup winning side in 76 yes. when Dennis Stewart scored the overhead kick. So, yeah, and, and, and 50 caps for Scotland, so a great player. Who do you want to move on to next? My other fave, uh, Colin Bell. Tell us about your personal connection to Colin Bell. Ah, yes. Well, if we start at the end and work back, sadly, he had a knee injury in 1975, which kind of finished him, really. Of course... Um, playing against United and a filthy player, Martin Buchan. And when I was growing up, the people of the road had a dog called Buchan, named after Martin Buchan. And my dad always said he was going to go and kick it. <laughs> Poor old Colin was injured and laid up for some period of time. And as a young girl, I wrote to Colin, who was my favourite player then, and to wish him all the best. And he sent a lovely letter back with all the autographs of the team of the day and also said that he hoped that Colin was not too chubby. So that's Teddy Colin, your uh, favourite stuffed toy, wearing the uh, 1969 FA Cup final kit. Yes, that's him. Yes, made by myself. Yeah, beautiful black and red stripes. So throw us a few stats then about Colin Bell. Yeah, well, he scored 153 goals for them. He made 394 appearances. He was known as King of the Kipaks back in the main road days, and they say they've got the stands named after him now at the Etihad. He was also known as Nijinsky because of the way he danced around the pitch. He won the league in the 70s, 76, UEFA Cup, and all the things that they won back in that time. Interestingly enough, when they were wanting to sell Colin Bell, Joe Mercer was manager at the time, and Malcolm Allison was his sidekick. And Malcolm Allison was a bit of a character, and perhaps... It wasn't as straightforward as football managers were thought of as being in the day. And what he did to make sure he secured Colin Bell, he told all the other teams that he was absolutely rubbish and, and put that out for a while so that he could secure the signing of him. An absolute wide boy Malcolm Allison thing to do. Colin came along in 1966 by saying his career really was finished by 75, although he it was on City's books till 1979 and was part of the famous Bell Lee Summerby trio. Yes, the Holy Trinity at City, as it was occasionally known. Yeah. Nijinsky obviously being the reference to the racehorse for, for anyone of a certain age, you might not get a hold of that one. Yeah, 48 appearances for England, possibly under... I mean, it's a, it's a lot of appearances, but for a player of his quality, he's probably quite before his time in terms of how good he was technically. And that's still talked about now. I mean, I'm entirely biased, but his skills are still remembered. Yeah, and obviously the revered shirt at City is the number eight shirt. And that's because of Colin Bell. That, that's 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 the shirt that our best players are given, you know. Ali Benabia, Sean Wright Phillips in recent times. Right then, we'll move on from Colin. Who's your next midfielder? So this is the only player still playing for City. And this is De, as I call him, Kevin De Bruyne. Another Belgian player, bought for the princely sum of £54 million. Can you believe it? Which I think was a record at the time. With 74 caps for Belgium. And he's uh, appeared in over 200 matches to date. And of course, lots and lots of success. He's very versatile. He does lots of good works as well. He was actually ambassador for the Special Olympics in Antwerp in 2014. I don't know if you know this, there was a bit of controversy over it because at the time they put out some boardings with Kevin's face with the features of somebody that had Down syndrome. And I, I kind of get where that was going, but there was a lot of controversy over it at the time. So that's just the, my interesting fact about Kevin. And he scored his 50th City goal on the 26th of February this year. 
What a great man. Yes, obviously a, a great of modern times, one of the best players in the world at the moment, which is probably the first time the City fans have been able to say that with some real substance behind it. He's such an absolutely brilliant player, isn't he? He's just, he's one of the best. Yeah, because he's not the fastest. It's, it's, it's a level of skill and he's able to sense the situation. Shall we move on? Who, who next? So going back in time again to Colin Bell kind of era, I've got Mike Summerby. Yes, buzzer. Buzzer, yes, I probably called Buzzer. And this just made me laugh when I read this, that he was described by his contemporary Francis Lee, because again, he was a bit of another one of the hard men, as retaliating first. And he was also known, so apart from his fiery temperament, he was also known as a bit of a practical joker, was our Buzzer. He was signed by Joe and he was one of the most influential players in that, that sort of trophy-winning time of the late 60s, early 70s. He also once co-owned a menswear business with George Best. And he was in the film Escape to Victory. Amongst greats, you know, Pele's in there, Bobby Moore's in there, of course. Mike Buzzer Summerbeers, you know. Oh, Mike pops up. You're right, he's so important to City now. He's, he's a brilliant ambassador, often at the games. Another Mancunian as well, isn't he? And obviously his son played for City as well later on. Yeah, Nicky. So local lad, as you say. And he was one of those. And he typical of uh, kind of one of those really fiery players on the pitch. And I love that comment by Francis Lee. Yeah, as you say, one third of that famous tripartite of Bell, Summerby and Lee, signed from Swindon, born in Preston, so a, nor- a Northwest fella. Let's move on to your next forward then. Mm, yeah, thinking of those dark times we were talking about a little bit before, one of the few shining lights of that time, uh, Sean Goatier. Sean Goatier, yes, the, the man from Bermuda. A Bermudian, yeah, real name Leonard. Played for City from between 1998 and 2003. And he also has, as Colin Bell does, an MBE for services to sport and young people through sports. So he made 212 appearances, scored 103 goals, and he got 36 Bermuda caps, but Bermuda were never very good. So he never really got very far, unfortunately. And also, we nearly didn't get Sean because we signed by City from Bristol, but he'd previously been at Rotherham. But he was really, really homesick for Bermuda because the weather, as you can imagine, in Rotherham was, was, not, was not cracking the flags. And he wanted to go home. So he had two years of homesickness and really wanted to go home because he missed the sun. He signed just a city were battling relegation to a second division in the dark times we talked about under Joe Royal. And just as he was signed, they did then go on to be relegated. So it took a while for the fans to learn to love him. But love him they did. And um, I can't sing this to you, but there is a little goat song that's called Feed the Goat and He Will Score. And in his home country of Bermuda, he was given the freedom of Bermuda. And there in Bermuda on the 21st of June, it is actually every year Sean Goater Day. And he was the first player in the 2001 to 2002 season since Francis Lee to score more than 30 goals in a season. He was the person who captained his final match in the final game at Main Road. And he's also, I don't know whether this still stands, but he was credited with the fastest goal scored by a substitute against Manchester United, of course, in 2003. Let's move on then to the final man in your 11. Now, um, see what you make of this. Niall Quinn. Again, a bit of a kind of um, that kind of time for City, 1990 to 1996. So he made 243 appearances for them, 78 goals. Obviously, he's an Irish player and he also played Gaelic football and hurling at high level. 
But what was interesting about Niall Quinn at the time, and I think City were in that kind of place, he was an absolute god. He didn't actually play for City for that long, just six years. And he went on to Sunderland and became very invested in Sunderland and actually was chairman, I think, of the club. He was certainly the first player to score at the Stadium of Light. But he was a hero at City when he was there. I think because it was quite dark times. And lots of babies born in that time were called Niall. He was the poster boy of City. I remember that so clearly. And he came on in the days before the teams necessarily had substitute goalkeepers. He came on for Tony Cotton in 1991, who'd been sent off and then saved a penalty, which relegated Derby County. That's, I mean, that's 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 quite a formidable team. I mean, I, could I propose a 4-3-3 for this team? So, Corrigan in net, left-back Paul Power, right-back Pablo Zabaleta, Mike Doyle and Vincent Company as your centre-halves. And then, as a three-man midfield, you've got Asa Hartford, Kevin De Bruyne, slightly more advanced behind a deep-lying Colin Bell. And you'll probably have Summerby on the right, Goater on the left, and Narquim through the middle. Yeah, centre-forward for now, yeah. Brilliant. Well, that is a great team. You, you mentioned that you have one sub. It's going to be, James. It had to be. It's the man who always ate his peas. <laughs> Antoine Sibierski. 2003 to 2006, because he was the regular sub for City, starting only 18 out of 33 games. Yeah, well, that is... <laughs> yeah, so, honestly, I've not thought about Antoine Sibierski for, for about 10 years. <laughs> but it did make you eat your peas. did make me eat my peas, you're right. If Sibierski eats his peas, then maybe my hair will fall out just as quickly as his did, which actually is coming somewhat to fruition. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Well, that is, honestly, Mum, a fantastic team. I'm glad to see that. Who would be skippering your team, Mum? Mm, Well, I thought about this long and hard, and I think just because of... if, Of course, we've had fabulous managers in recent years. I'm going because they were a really interesting double act with Joe Mercer stroke Malcolm Allison. Yeah, Malcolm Allison is an assistant, not as a manager. He famously had two quite poor spells, didn't he? Yes, it went a bit wrong after that, but... In terms of the cigar smoking, long white coat wearing Malcolm Allison. A formidable duo. Who do you think Joe Mercer and Malcolm Allison are giving the armband to? Who's the captain? Oh, it's got to be Vincent. Brilliant. Well, that is fantastic. Thank you, Mum. Well, that wraps up this series of TFDP. Thank you to everyone for their support throughout and to everyone who's been in touch. Again, if you'd like a series two or have a club you'd like to hear about, then please do let me know. All the very best and keep looking after yourselves. Ta-ra.